following program is presented by Tracy Austin of New Mentality PC and Mental Edge Fitness Solutions. Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, everybody, you are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I'm your host, Tracy Austin, and this show is designed to provide you with education, tips, strategies, and solutions to improving your mental health and mental fitness. And you already know it's the third Thursday of the month, so I'm hanging out with the best co-host in the world, Erica Singleton. She is the Director of Storytelling for Professionals Beyond the Game. Erica, good morning. Good morning. I just love every time that you come in, whether it's a theme, it's a month, it's something special. You always show up and show out. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> this um, February is a special month. Uh, you can say it's near and dear to my heart. Yes. Um, literally. Literally. And so this morning... Um, our original plan didn't actually come through the way we wanted it to. And then I realized as tends to happen with the show for you and I is that it worked out exactly the way it was supposed to. Absolutely. So yeah. February is something very special. It is heart health month. Yes. And you're exactly right. Everything works out like it should and things are in divine timing. You have a very special uh, guest joining us and I cannot wait for you to introduce her to the audience, but also share the story. And so, yes, for those of you who don't know, February is heart health month. And there is a big connection and scientific research that shows the connections between our thoughts and our emotions and our mind and our hearts are really connected. Um, so Erica has a special guest. I'm going to let you introduce her today. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I will introduce her. But first, uh, Isaiah, we have a clip that we want to play. So I'm going to let that play and then it'll make more sense why she's on this morning. Absolutely. On April the 27th. 2018. Miss Penny Singleton. Miss Singleton and her sister had just attended a movie at Concord Mills Mall. Following the movie, Miss Singleton became dizzy and collapsed in the parking lot outside the theater. Bystanders and Miss Singleton's sister performed CPR with 911 telecommunicator assistance until first responders arrived. At this time, we would like to ask Ms. Singleton and her family to please step forward. So, yes, uh, Ms. Singleton is my family. Uh, our guest this morning is Penny Singleton, my older sister. Good morning, Penny. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy. Yes, we are so happy to have you here. So uh, that clip is from Hearts and Heroes. Uh, It is an event put on by um, Cabarrus County. And what it is, is that anytime there are any heart incidents uh, within the county, uh, if there are survivors and EMS is called to it, uh, then they have a dinner in February uh, where the survivors are able to meet their first responders. And so our family was able to go to that event with Penny and meet our uh, our first responders who were there with us. Um, and in that, that's the video from the Hearts and Heroes dinner from 2019. They do a full dinner. They film the full dinner. So we have about a, a five-minute clip where as a family, we get up and kind of talk about everything. But Penny, 
(laughs) (laughs) Instead of um, playing what you talked about, um, go ahead and discuss why heart Awareness Month means so much to you and and those cute heart glasses you have. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, um, I am a cardiac arrest survivor. And uh, what we know now, we know much more now than we did uh, prior to April 27, 2018. Um, I had been exhibiting classic symptoms of someone who is having heart trouble. I just didn't realize it. Um, But I'm a huge Marvel fan along with Erica and we go to all Marvel movies as soon as they come out the, the day before they actually come out. Um, we go that night, um, the night of April 26th, we had tickets to go see Avengers infinity war at six o'clock or six 30. And then, um, Erica had to work late that day and she ended up coming late and missed a significant part of the movie. So after we saw it, and our minds were blown. Uh, she wanted to go see it again, which is not out of the norm for us. We generally do that. If we see a movie and like it, we go and see it again the same night. We're hardcore nerds that way. But um, <laughs> I told them that I wasn't really feeling well and didn't want to go, which should have been the first sign to all of us that I didn't want to go to a Marvel movie. But we missed it. Um, but they did talk me into going. My Both of my sisters talked me into going to a second movie with Erica. So we, we went to the movie. Um, during the course of the movie, I was, Erica said I was in, she could tell I was in some type of discomfort and she thought it was my back because I have a, a herniated disc in my back. So she thought my back was bothering me. Um, so we saw the movie again. And as we were walking out, I mentioned to her that I felt a little dizzy and we thought it might be that, you know, i I'd sat in, in two, like six hours of sitting and watching movies. We hadn't had much to eat. It had been an exciting day. Like I was really excited. I had a long weekend coming up. It was the NFL draft day. There was a Marvel movie coming out. There was a lot of stuff that could have added to me being a little, um, you know, out of sorts at that point. So uh, I will let Erica take over from this point because I, what I'm telling, what I've already told you are things that have been told to me. I don't actually have any memories of that day or the um, the day before or the six days after uh, what occurred. So, yeah, um, as Penny mentioned, what we've learned since is that um, everything she was exhibiting was textbook. Uh, and we should have called uh, 911 or taken her to an emergency room immediately. Um, but you're always taught. And I think definitely we um, I grew up you know, 80s and 90s uh, television shows, wherever, if you're not a medical professional, what you always saw was somebody gripping their chest or talking about a numbness in their arm. Um, And she had none of that. Uh, So it really didn't occur to us. But the nausea, um, the back pain, uh, the pain uh, in the back of the abdomen, um, they are textbook for women uh, because women's uh, signs for heart distress are different than men. And that really hadn't been put out for um, forever, really. Um, So we didn't know. And I I think the only thing she hadn't mentioned is that, um, in general, Penny was experiencing shortness of breath um, on uh, on a sometimes day to day basis. Um, But when at the time, (laughs) I didn't know what shortness of breath was. Even though my doctor always asks, "Are you experiencing shortness of breath?" To me, shortness of breath is somebody who's like in an asthma crisis and is 
gasping for air. And I had never done that. So I always said no. But in reality, shortness of breath is when you are um, struggling to breathe normally in a situation where you should be able to breathe normally. And the big sign for me was that for at least a month prior to, to my cardiac event, I had been having trouble getting from my car to my desk at work without stopping to, to rest. I could not, um, I couldn't make it to my desk without taking a rest to breathe a few minutes for a, a couple of minutes before I kept walking. That's not normal. And I just thought I was out of shape and, you know, needed to get on my stationary bike and, and move more during the day, not realizing that it was a, like Erica said, a classic sign of some type of heart trouble. So um, we came out of the movie, as she said, and she told me she was feeling a little bit dizzy. So we we stopped uh, at the edge of the parking lot and just kind of uh, let her catch her bearings and everything. And then as we walked to our car about mm, not even a full hundred steps away from it, uh, she just collapsed in the parking lot. Wow. Uh, and so for us, knowing now, we tell a lot of people to really pay attention to that type of thing. Uh, specifically women, you know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit nauseous. I'll just get some ginger ale, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a little dizzy. Uh, I might just need some, you know, to, to sit down for a little while. But all of them together are very important and you have to really pay attention to the signs. Um, and so we advocate for that tremendously. Um, beyond that, the chances that somebody has a cardiac arrest outside of a hospital without medical professionals making it through is about 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, we are extremely blessed. Uh, I did know CPR. Um, and in the video, we talk about how I went through the steps from the very beginning. I, I, I checked Penny's pulse. I opened her airways. And then I just started screaming at her Yeah, in the parking lot. I just, I just started yelling. I lost it completely. Uh, we were fortunate enough that there were a couple of... Um, Good Samaritans in the parking lot because we had been to two movies. My cell phone was, of course, dead mm, at that point. Wow. And so somebody walked up and asked me what we needed, and I, I got on board. I was like, call 911. That was before I started yelling at her. Uh, and then uh, someone else came up, uh, saw her in the uh, on the ground, and myself over her just screaming at her. And he said to me, I think we need to start CPR. And together we did. And so um, I also uh, advocate for really making sure that someone in your home knows CPR. I think you and I have talked about yes. this before. Yes. Um, you know, we went into a pandemic and in the pandemic, um, we were in our homes. Uh, the kids were remote learning every day in school. There are professionals, teachers who have been CPR certified when they're not in school. Who is CPR certified with your child? Mm-hmm. Who is CPR certified with your spouse? Who is CPR certified with your best friend? If there is someone that you love in any way, shape, or form, who is there who has the know-how to help them if there's an emergency? That's a really important question um, that I asked a lot of different people because almost everyone that hears our story says to us, um, oh, my God, I wouldn't have known what to do. You might need to look into that. Absolutely. That's kind of important. Well, I'm so glad that... I get a chance to meet you, number one, Penny, you know, and I think as as we're talking about heart health and heart month and all of the things that go along with that, you guys um, really kind of took us through a lot of the physical manifestations of some of those things that were precursors to what was going on underneath the surface. 
And I am somebody who's very passionate about the mind-body connection. And there's so much more growing research and scientific evidence that there's a link between our mind and emotions and our cardiovascular health. And since all of these things are coming out with just the risk factors from a mental health and a psychological health perspective, I found it interesting. I found an article um, that the American Heart Association just did, and they were talking about just part of that study about the scientific link between psychological and cardiovascular health. And they're starting to recommend that as part of medical screening, so when people go in uh, for their physicals and just checkups, that they begin to do a, a depression inventory because there's such a link between depression and heart health is so strong and emotions. And I kind of liking emotions to just energy and motion. Emotions can oftentimes be another indication of how we're doing from a cardiovascular level. You know, so I'm loving that you guys are bringing forward some of the things that you're noticing from that physical perspective that we're going on, the shortness of breath, the back pain, things like that. And let's transition over to the psychological components so that as we as a community can begin to really look at our mental health and our physical health as something that's connected and that should not be ignored. Because she had some cognitive limitations after the first... So six days, you said. So um, with that memory, I'll, I'll say one thing. And there's there's a nice little piece with um, not even just just her heart health, but with her um, her mental state, her uh, that that kind of went on that added to the things that she is and what makes her happy and what kept her happy, even in a coma. So um, so I worked with a uh, a bystander on Penny and then EMS showed up. Um, Penny was paddled twice. Uh, before they were able to get her stabilized enough to put her into an ambulance, take her into the hospital. And in the hospital, they immediately put her into a medically induced cryocoma. And so um, she was in the coma for six days. Uh, When she came out of the coma after that, um, she had to relearn everything, everything. And um, she'll talk about a couple of those different uh, limitations for her. But for somebody who had just come out of something that we absolutely love and had no clue what tomorrow would bring. Mm-hmm. I will say truthfully for myself, um, I'm fortunate enough to have a community that told me from the very beginning, you need to find a therapist. Yeah, You need to go and talk to somebody about everything. I didn't sleep well for the longest. Um, when she, she was in um, cardiac care unit, uh, ICU, uh, inpatient therapy, um, all of these different things. I was with her every night. I didn't leave her. Mm-hmm. And so when we finally did get home and I didn't have the machines letting me know that she was okay, I didn't sleep well. Trauma. Um, I, I didn't sleep. And then I went to work and I was uber focused. I was hyper aware all day because I was so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very nervous. I'm very thankful to have worked, um, to have had John and Lori Kirk and the Little Otter Swim family who were extremely supportive. But I was in charge of about 1,200 lives in a pool every day. Um, and I was really only focused on one. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't continue at that job and keep my mental focus at work and be able to be who I needed to be for myself and my family. And it was important to have people who understood that when I said that, that mentally I wasn't myself. And then to have people who encourage me to go see a um, a medical professional, but that's big. Penny, they struggled with getting her um, blood pressure 
managed while she was in the coma. And let's talk about what you love. <laughs> well, I've already mentioned that I'm a big fan of Marvel movies, but just I'm also a big fan of K-pop, which if you are not familiar with it, is Korean pop music. And um, some people might think like Korean boy bands, but it's much bigger than that. Don't get me started. We could do a whole show on what I know about K-pop. However, <laughs> I do love K-pop. And uh, when I came when I came out of the coma, like Erica said, um, there were some uh, cognitive deficits. Um, I couldn't name ten colors. I couldn't name ten animals. I knew where I worked. I knew who my favorite team was. Um, I knew my name, and and uh, and then we built from that. You know, I didn't I didn't know how to walk. I I I, I didn't have anything. However, um, it's it's it's. Um, key to note that I honestly believe that part of my, um, what some would look at as miraculous recovery is what my mental state was because, and it's also um, uh, something to mention that both Eric and I did go into counseling after, after I came out of the coma and got out of the hospital. However, we, we have different trauma. I have, my trauma is different from everyone else's. And it's not necessarily the worst trauma, even though I was the patient, because I don't remember any of the bad stuff. I don't remember collapsing. I don't remember being in a coma. I don't remember being in the hospital. I don't remember the times that my blood pressure was, wouldn't stabilize and, and when everyone was, was worried that I might not wake up. I don't, I, people have told me about that, but I don't have any of those memories. My, my trauma is different. Um, you know, I, I am someone who hates the mall with a burning passion. The only reason I would go to a mall is to go to a movie. And I mean, in all, for all intents and purposes, I died in a mall parking lot. Ugh, how gross. So there's, <laughs> there's that. And then also one of the first things I thought of when I woke up after I found out that I died I, you know, came very close to dying after a Marvel movie. I was like, was it so good it killed me? Like, so there was that trauma. But these are jokes. But I mean, my, but what I will say is that my trauma is different from everyone else's trauma. I do have trauma. I have survivor's guilt. You know, I know a lot of people who have family who have had cardiac episodes who didn't survive. And, you know, what I was extremely blessed in that Erica was there and, and the bystanders were there and everything worked out so that I was able to come back. But I have also found out that I was much more willing to, um, you know, see things in a humorous manner much sooner than anyone else was, partially <laughs> because I didn't go through the bad days. Um, but going back to the K-pop, what I'll say is that there were points when they could not stabilize my pressure while I was in a coma and my sisters put on my K-pop playlist and I stabilized. And wow. I honestly believe that K-pop helped to save my life. So I am a, as much as I'm an advocate for heart health, I'm also an advocate for K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love um, that. I, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. no, I, there are so many different <laughs> things um, that we took from it. And I, and I will say in, in mental health and, and overall health, I think some of the most important things to keep in mind is really paying attention and doing the things for yourself that you need to. And in heart health, 
Um, we think of February as the month, not just for heart health, but you look at red hearts and, and Valentine's Day and you think of love and nothing is more loving than taking care of yourself. That part. Um, so, that you know, part. in, in February, um, the first Friday is Go Red. It's National Wear Red Day, um, which goes along with, uh, heart health and awareness. But with Go Red, um, you break it down and it has its different parts to it. Uh, the G, get your numbers, you know, do you know your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, um, the O. Your own, A1C. Your A1C as well, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, own your lifestyle. So one of the things that we are very transparent about is that we do have heart disease in our family. Mm-hmm. Our father also had a heart attack, and we didn't make any changes. I know I didn't. I I am athletic. I I give myself different challenges, but I didn't start eating differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really own your lifestyle. Be be honest about what it is you're doing and and recognize that now that we understand shortness of breath, like, am I out of shape? Do I need to get up and start doing a little bit more? Uh, R, realize your risk. So we are at risk. I needed to go get... um, a cardiac calcium test. Mm-hmm. I needed to go do some different things that for my health, you know, I don't think it mentioned it in the, oh, it doesn't mention it. Penny was 47. Wow. Um, that's not an age that most people think of for something like that. And and there isn't an age that you, you think you have to start healthy habits early because, um, I mean, the numbers for heart attacks for women specifically, younger and younger than what's expected. And um, thinking about where the state that we're in right now with the, extra stress that everybody is under. When you think about stress in a way, whether good stress or not so good stress is how we manage that. And people sitting in isolation, not quite as active, all those things. Sedentary lifestyles. Yes. All of those things influence what's going on underneath the surface. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, The the realize your risks, um, Mm -hmm. the E and go red would be educate your family, Mm -hmm. Uh, get, get other people involved. So we had some family members who also had, um, as a family, we it was all a huge wake-up call. But they came to visit, and Penny in the hospital, she didn't see them then. She didn't know that they were there. But honestly, none of us knew if that was the last time they were going to see her. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had to kind of take a look, step back and take a look at themselves and where they were. And last but not least, um, the D in Go Red, don't be silent. Um, if you see something in someone else, if you're worried, if someone at your job seems to be out of breath and flushed, um, if they're telling you they're dizzy, if you've been looking at what they've been eating and you're worried about them, don't be silent. Say something. Um, yeah. it, 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 there are a lot of times that we feel like it might not be our place, but I know that my mental health would not be able to stand if I let someone end up in cardiac arrest or cardiac distress because I was too afraid to tell them I'm worried about you. Yeah, that's big. Thank you for sharing that. And and Penny, thank you for sharing your story. And I think all of us can take away a message from your story, paying attention to ourselves. There's no greater love than self-love and making sure that we're mindful, guys, of how we are feeling. When I think about our heart health and how it's connected to our emotions and our mind and our brain health, anything that's closing you off or constricting you, 
emotions that are not necessarily serving you and that can be negative in nature, whether that's anxiety, depression, um, stress, untreated stress, those things really do have an impact on the biological factors, okay? So when we're not feeling well, if we're holding anger, resentment, hostility, those types of things constrict us. And so when we think about what that does to our biology, our blood is not as thin as it needs to be. So that can put us at risk for higher cardiovascular issues. Our cholesterol levels change. They increase. That can put us at risk. Our blood pressure increases. So all the emotions that are not necessarily associated with positive feelings and of gratitude and optimism are constricting us, which can put us at higher risk for dangers for our heart. So making sure we're implementing practices like gratitude, mindfulness, breath training and breath work, neurofeedback training, doing things that are going to allow us to open ourselves up, connect with other people and communities, helping us feel good. Self-care is the best care. Mm -hmm. We have to start looking at ourselves as a priority. Okay, so think about those types of things as opening your heart, taking care of your heart, things that are not serving you, emotions that are not serving you as closing and constricting that vessel. Okay, it's important. Is there anything else that you guys would like to share as as you're kind of going through this journey, what you've taken away, what you're learning? Because you guys are now doing research as a family, right? You're diving in as a family and we can't thank you enough. I love you, Penny. I love you too. And I did want to say, I did want to say one other thing. When I first woke up, because I did not have any of the memories, I didn't know that there were uh, questions about whether I would get all my cognitive abilities back. Ten seconds, Penny. My physical abilities. Mm, oh, Ten okay. seconds. <laughs> so when I went into it, it was I had community. A whole we're gonna have to have you shine bright like the stars that you are. We'll see you next week, Penny. We thank you. See you soon. For joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8:30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters. 